Hi, SD Besties, and welcome back to the Sounds Like Spa podcast. I am your host, Maggie Walker, Associate Managing Editor, and I am joined today with Kristen. Hi, um, so my name is Kristen Johnson. I am duly licensed as a registered nurse and an esthetician, um, and I have a master's degree in nursing education and a subspecialty in wellness and well-being. Um, I own a holistic medical spa in Maryland called uh, Clip Spa, and I also own a luxury wellness uh, company online. Um, I have a book now. So my first book was recently published through Broadstone Books Publishing, uh, and it's called The Waterwell Integrative Wellness Guide and Planning Journal. Um, that's about it. I think that's it. <laughs> Just those things. That's all. Just those things. <laughs> realize because we've always when we're talking we're always talking so like wellness focused I feel like and so holistic focused I feel like I never realized your actual like medical background and I'm kind of embarrassed like you were giving that out and I was like holy cow how did I not know that oh no it's it's totally fine I like I really like integrating like traditional clinical which is very like symptom focused and very disease focused with more like holistic and integrative so that's that's definitely how um how I like to perform aesthetics yeah <laughs> that's also been something that's been like really almost like key lately to like how there's a shift between like really combining that kind of western to that eastern tradition and like blending the two together and like a absolutely well I think there's definitely since healthcare is becoming more like prevention oriented I think that's kind of where a lot of this stuff stems from because if you look at like more holistic therapies like obviously they're entire person centered so like when you, we look at a lot of the ancient wellness practices they focus on more of the whole person as opposed to some of the clinical therapies which are just treating like one specific thing and so integrating them both together gives you a better, more balanced experience. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. And I like I like that, like, the preventative is, that is, like, kind of huge. Which kind of, when you think about it, you're kind of like, shouldn't they have always been? They like, should definitely have always been. It should have always been the move instead of trying to undo damage, just prevent damage from happening. It makes exactly. Sense. So we're, we're finally, we're finally, I think, approaching like that that holistic way of being and and just that mindset which i think is just so beneficial to humanity in general yeah absolutely um but with all of that being said guys today we are going to really be talking about kind of blending the blending of modern technology with like more ancient modalities and what that means so we're going to do a, a really nice breakdown of all of that and I always like to have the tech, like the device first modality discussion, because I feel like there is a difference and I feel like it's very underrated. But so we are going to jump right into that. So for the purposes of this podcast, I'd love to just like, how how are we discerning those and like, what are the differences between them and how we're going to discuss them in the podcast episode? So when I think of a modality, I like to think of it as like a method or a technique, like it's a process. Yeah. 
sometimes like modalities utilize devices because I look at devices as like tools, you know? Okay. So sometimes like a method will include a tool. And so they don't necessarily have to be like mutually exclusive, if that makes sense. They they work very synergistically together in the, you know, in aesthetic. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm glad we kind of got that description out of the way because I feel like for me, a device usually adheres to like some form of a like a technological like there's something not like electrical but you know what I mean like there's some kind yeah of and then the modalities are more of like almost like um tools for that can like be used for like manipulation purposes that aren't like technological like a gua sha or a jade stone or you know yeah those like lava rocks like those types of things to me so I'm glad we made, kind of made that that discerning difference because I feel like what makes a device versus modality is different. Like, I feel like some people, like, everything is just considered a device versus, like, some people break it into, like, tools and equipment versus devices versus technology. And there's, like, so many little... And I, I could definitely see that where, like, a device has more of, like, an electrical component and then a tool is more of, like, you know, like like a hands-on tool, like a you know, yeah. washa stone or, like you said, a jade stone or, you know... Something like that. Okay, so into like kind of the next big topic. Why do you think these like more ancient kind of traditional modalities are really getting, they're kind of like getting their moment, I feel like. They're coming back in the spotlight. They're having a moment. And they're, for lack of a better term, I feel like they're actually really being taken seriously now. Like they're actually being considered and taken seriously for like what they I love it. Okay. So I think that this is so important to the future of aesthetics. Um, I think, you know, aesthetics has definitely been swept up and, you know, and more medically oriented over the last few years, which is not a bad thing. But I think there has to be a balance. And I think that's what people crave too. So, you know, we're so technologically savvy and it's everywhere. And some of these ancient modalities really bring us back into the spa experience. So I think like the integration of the two is completely invaluable to, you know, spa providers, to med spa owners. I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. I would say, um, you know, we discussed how like, we're, we're approaching like more preventative, like to healthcare from a more preventative perspective nowadays. And I think, you know, implementing more holistic techniques and holistic treatments is a big part of like where the future of spa is going. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like it's really interesting how it's being incorporated and where it's being incorporated because I've definitely seen it happen a lot in med spas. And I feel like it helps to lower that clinical aspect that's almost like, I don't want to say off-putting, but it's very like almost medical. And now it's yeah, very sort of like medical spas almost were a little bit of an oxymoron because you're kind of like medical and spa don't really blend as much. And I feel like being able to bring these kind of more ancient traditional like aspects in has kind of helped make medical spas less clinical and more spa, but still like obviously be able to cover grounds that like a regular, a day spa or even like sometimes a resort can't really cover. 
Yep. So that's um that's what we do at my spot. So we do like injections, we do Botox, we do filler, we do like medical grade chemical peels, but we also do like Reiki and we do, you know, like sound baths and we do all types of massage and we have this like relaxation room. So it really does like integrate both, you know, clinical and ancient together. And it's a really interesting experience for our guests. Like a lot of people come in when they're scheduled for a medical treatment and it's their first time and they're surprised by how, you know, different of an experience it is. Um, I mean, it's like, it's pretty, there's marble everywhere. Like, but there's also like fireplaces and candles and it's, so it's kind of, it's, it's a really cool, that's a mood. Yeah. It sets a mood. Yeah. It doesn't make it feel like going to the doctor or something. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, I think in aesthetics, you know, I think that's important sometimes. I feel like another thing that I really like about this blend is that where I feel like a lot of people would look at like a medical spa and think very clinical, very like not relaxing. And I feel like sometimes people would look at like a hotel resort or even day spa and think just relaxing, no purpose behind it, no actual treatments happening. Like this is just, and I feel like them coming together has shown people that it's kind of, it's definitely both. Like you're getting treatment results in either setting. It's just kind of a different span of what they can cover. But I, I don't know why. I just feel like when these ancient, like traditional kind of things, like I started, I really started in this industry five years ago. And I can say there was like very distinct separations between the different, like a medical spa, a day spa and a resort spa. And even like, so we're Skinny Magazine and we have two sister publications, Well Spa 360 and Metastetics. And I feel like we all can blend over topics kind of seamlessly, much more than I ever would have seen when I first started here. Like everything I feel like, and I, I feel like the turning point of it was kind of these more ancient traditional aspects being brought in and like being incorporated in and like, you know, everybody's using gua sha. Like, I don't even know how else to say that. Gua sha is like inescapable at this point. It's so true. It's every, and I, and I love it. I do. I totally love it. I mean, I remember, so I remember when I, I was an esthetician first and then I went to nursing school. Um, Because the scope of an esthetician in Maryland is very small. And I saw, like, the opportunity to, you know, expand my scope of practice. But I remember, like, people used to look at me funny. They were like, oh, so you're giving up aesthetics. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna blend the two. Yeah. And they were like, I don't understand. You know, like, it yeah. just wasn't a very common thing. You know, this, this was, like, this is, like, 10 years now. So oh, we're like a trailblazer. It wasn't it wasn't a big thing, you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago. Now it's way more common and I love it. But yeah, but back in the day, people people looked at me funny. <laughs> they were like, what? I don't Yeah. And that's the thing. Everything was so separate. Like what? what was covered and done in a medical spa was so separate from what was done in like a day spa. They had very different vibes. Like I remember the first medical spa I ever walked into that like felt like a spa and it like mm -hmm. is burned in my memory forever because everything like prior to that felt very clinical again yeah well and I love it too because integrating the two and integrating like these ancient therapies 
you're starting to see more clinical research on the benefits of them. And I think that's really cool. Like as the clinician, that's really cool to see because, you know, there's actual like data, actual research that's now showing like benefit, like, you know, universal holistic benefit. Um, so it just, it, I think it gives more power to like med spa pro- like providers that they're actually do- doing some good. And it just, our, I feel like our industry is becoming just so much more evolved, so much more, just so much more. It's yeah. it's very exciting to see. When you think ancient modality, ancient tool, like, you know what I mean? Like traditional Chinese medicine. When you think of that and you pair a tool with it, I feel like gua sha like automatically comes to everyone's mind. Like I said, it's like inescapable. But I'm wondering like what kind of, even, and we can even do like, current devices as well like what would you say fly is flying under the radar in terms of ancient modalities or like current like for like okay not modern devices not current devices so there's like there's so much um so even in terms of, even if you want to look at like traditional chinese medicine i mean let's look at like acupressure let's look at reflexology let's look at um, auriculotherapy so all of those are things that like can be seamlessly integrated into the treatment room yeah um even like breast work meditation reiki uh ayurveda gemstones are like a big thing yeah um sound immersion like tuning forks i love tuning forks. Ooh, i don't think i've ever experienced those yet in a treatment room it works very um it's very effective for like lymphatic drainage and it's like kind of like vibrational therapy but there it's a sound immersion too i mean i feel like a lot of that kind of stuff flies under the radar like emf is one of those things um for like cellular regeneration and that sort of there's there's some clinical research on that it's a little bit new but it it's there i just i mean it's just it's so interesting there's so many different things just yeah I was terrified the first time I got acupuncture. I was at, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen Final Destination, but I think <laughs> I gave acupuncture a real bad name. Oh, gosh. There's like, um, for those who don't know, Final Destination, it was like the third or fourth one. It was like one of the, but it's a horror movie where there's supposed to be like a big catastrophe that happens and a lot of people die. And then someone has a vision about it, stops a bunch of people from dying. And then, they end up dying in different ways because they were supposed to and and you messed with fate and blah, 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 whatever. And there's one person that happens while they're getting acupuncture and they like fall off the table and all the needles stab into them and then oh, they yeah. on fire. And it's like ever since then, I'm like, uh, I was like, it's going to happen. And it's I've never seen it happen at all. It's, it would never happen. And the way it happens in these, it's like so unrealistic because it's not like a oh, something was left unattended and, and this was a total freak accident. It's like all of a sudden the wind starts moving a like 10-pound candle. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. The wind cannot blow over a 10-pound candle. That candle is being held in like a metal encasing and the wind was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But I don't feel like ever since I saw that movie, I was like terrified to get acupuncture, but it's not bad at all. You don't feel it at all, first of all. No, it's, um, yeah, I was absolutely terrified too the first time I got acupuncture, but I found it like very effective. It's one of those things you have to do 
on a regular basis. So it's not like a magic wand kind of like one acupuncture treatment fixes yeah. everything. But, but I do think like with continual, you know, um, use, it does, it's, it works very well. Um, do you get a try when you bring like all these new, cause I know you mentioned like sound therapy and the tuning mm -hmm. works and all that. Do you get to try all these before you bring them in? So, yeah, I mean, we do, we do extensive training in like these types of modalities. Um, I try them on myself before we bring them in. I try them on my family members. Um, <laughs> you know, I try them on game clients before we bring it in officially so it goes through a few different layers of like levels of of trial before we we launch it i feel like we've been giving like a ton of recognition to more of like the ancient modalities um i would love to do a little bit more of a dive into like the the modern devices so like more so just i want to hear like what are some of your favorite modern devices to use or like which ones have kind of come out or have been like i don't know just Okay, lay it on me. Some of my favorite devices. So, I mean, I love, like, obviously everybody loves, like, microdermabrasion, and that's, mm -hmm. like, a, that's pretty much a gold standard. Like, clinical skincare, of course, is, like, a modern thing. I love microneedling. Like, I am a huge fan of microneedling. I think that, so my, like, my personal microneedling style is a little bit more of a blend than what traditional clinical microneedling is because I do a lot of prep with like lymphatic drainage and the gua sha and that sort of thing prior to microneedling. So it helps like the healing process. Um, so I love that. Like in terms of with like a traditional facial, I, I love like nano needling. Like that is, that is very cool to me. Um, you see great results with that. I feel like microcurrent is having a moment right now. Like my and I am like okay so I am not super in love with microcurrent but I know I people think. are and I totally am like I support you if you're in love with microcurrent I just could never get into it but like I said I love you I support you and I think it's amazing I'm just for some reason I just have a block for it I don't no, know it's not your yeah. thing I do like it. I enjoy it. I feel like it's it's a device that is both like effective and soothing. Like it's nothing that's really yeah. gonna jar you or throw you off. The only thing, and this is like no one's fault. It's just you can like it gives you a really metallic taste in your mouth. Like it. I look me like galvanic. Like it yeah. does that. Hmm. And I always think I'm like I don't know why I'm just like that is like the one thing that throws me off because you're. I feel like. At least when I go into the spa, my senses get so dulled out. So if anything weird happens, it's like all of a sudden that one sense is so heightened to that weird thing. And so like for this one, it's like the taste. Like it's so prominent because everything else is so like calm and dulled out and like very un, you know what I mean? Like it's very like low sensory. So everything can relax. And then all of a sudden it's like pennies in your mouth and you're like, yeah. Maybe that's more of a clinical experience. <laughs> that makes it, yeah, that's what brings in uh, the clinical aspect. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, definitely microcurrents having a moment. Red light therapy. Yeah, any of those. Oh, yeah, red light therapy. Right now, and that's great. Um, you mentioned it a little bit with the microneedling. Mm -hmm. And you said you kind of 
you blend like you have a, your own style that you blend so it's not like just like clinical microneedling how are some other ways you think we can better blend or like uniquely blend kind of these like modern style devices treatments all that with these more like ancient modalities okay so this is how this is like my roadmap for developing protocols because i combine a lot of interesting things in the treatment room um and it's ever changing honestly okay so i approach like facials clinical integrative whatever i approach facials from a balance and flow perspective so that means like when you look at the balance of a facial there are some modalities and devices that take away from the skin and some that give back and so you have to look at what the mechanism of action is for like what you're trying to blend and what you're trying to achieve with your facial right so you start there um then you will want to look at flow so you want to know like you don't want it to feel like okay i'm gonna go step a like then i'm gonna do step b and it feels very like regimented you want it to flow and be an experience for your guests so that's kind of that's how i develop things um so a lot of times like the first half of my facial will be more clinical in terms of like I'll do like microderm to, to exfoliate the skin or I'll do like like chemical enzymes or so, like chemical peels or enzymes or whatever I'm doing yeah. to take away from the skin. And then I do like a lot of prep and giving back. So then I'll do like nano needling, I'll do tuning forks, I'll do gua sha, I'll do, you know, Sometimes I'll grab a thinking bowl. I'll do some thinking bowl stuff. Like there is a whole realm of things you can do. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do gemstones. Like, you know, every once in a while, especially if people are really stressed out, like, why not? You have the time. You know what I mean? It doesn't, while somebody's masking, you know, you have the time. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of like some people I know leave the room during treatments. I don't do that. Like I'm very much so if you book my time for that hour, that hour and a half, hour, that two hours, however long the facial is, um, you have my complete and total time hands on Yeah. For that, for that amount of time. Like that's just how it is. Um, yeah. So I'm like, if you have the time, just just mix some modalities up, you know, do some cool things. Make yourself stand apart as a provider. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, what what would you say like you lean more strongly towards? Do you lean towards the use of devices, tools, and modalities, or do you lean a little more towards like the hands-on like facial massage stuff? Or do you like to do like a really nice like blended combo? Oh yeah, I do it all. I blend it. I I I t- totally blend it um yeah I mean my treatment room looks like a disaster when it's a, it takes me a half hour to clean up from my facials because <laughs> there's all the different tools and just the yeah. other right like yeah it uh it's definitely a blend and each facial is a little bit unique so it's like I never do since everybody's skin is a little bit different and everybody's soul is a little bit different, you do different things, you know? 
And so the more tools, the more devices, the more you have in your wheelhouse, the more you get to choose from, you know? Yeah. And put those things together and really customize a treatment for somebody. And it's incredible the results you can get by doing that. Oh, absolutely. I've gone and gotten treatments before where I feel like they're so focused on like trying to use as many bells and whistles as they can that it's almost like you don't really get to experience any of them. Does that make sense? Like when there's so much thrown in that it's almost overwhelming to the point where you don't like experience, like everything gets like a 30 second to a minute window before they have to switch. It does. And so that's where flow comes in. And you have to, that's where like looking at the mechanism of action. So like, if you look at like cupping and gua sha, like it's not effective if you do it a, a once over. Like that's not how it works. That's not how our lymph flows in the skin. You have to do like prep, you know, you have to like, yeah, you just, you have to prep those channels. You have to do a good like few times and you can't do it quick. It's like a slow, methodical process. Yes. So yeah, I mean, so you can't just say, okay, now this is, I'm going to do my shot for 30 seconds and then I'm going to do my tooting fork for, it's, that is not how that works. Yeah. Like it's almost like the actual use of the devices or the modalities have like lost their purpose to the treatment and you're just like kind of throwing things at them. You don't necessarily have to have like, if you have a big wheelhouse, you don't have to put every single thing in that wheelhouse, like on one facial at one time. But the more tools and the more education the more skills you have the more you get to choose from so you can yeah. like pick different specialized things and put them together I feel like reading your clients are very important as well for them because I feel like on modern devices and technologies you've got the actual purpose behind the devices of like the treatment aspect of like how they're supposed to treat the skin and I feel like a lot of times with the ancient modalities you have that aspect as well as like the feeling or like the balance they bring like you know that kind of thing and I feel like you got to read your clients too and to an extent because like some clients may really not be into like gemstones or something like that might just kind of like be like they might not like it and then it's gonna like kind of rough up the rest of, even though it was meant to be yeah. for like a peaceful reasoning it might like rough up their experience because they think it's kind of like goofy or something that's totally true and that's something like you don't have to tiptoe around that when you're talking to people like you like when you're doing your initial consultation like I just ask just yeah. what are you into what are you not into you know like is there anything you've always wanted to try is there anything you really don't want to try you know and just being respectful of those boundaries and meeting people where they are it does it's very important so that's a good that's a good point that you bring up I think it can be hard especially I'll say more so I've seen it with like modern technology and devices. I think you can get really hard to not be swept up in the hype too. That's true too. I mean, that's definitely. Yes. Yes. So I would say yes. It's one of those things. Okay. So I approach this and this is just like my personal philosophy on things. I approach it. I have a deep respect for the skin. I do. It's an incredible organ. Like it heals itself. It's protective. Like I am not a type of like, I'm not that aggressive with it, I guess. I just, I really like 
the skin does its own thing. Like it knows how to heal itself. You're there to support that process, you know, and to facilitate healing and, and correction and as needed. Yeah. And so I sort of, that's how I approach skincare and like, you know, aesthetics. I like that. What would you say uh, tips would be since you are, I feel like you very much have like your method to your madness, how you blend devices and modalities, how you make sure to educate. You brought up education specifically. So mm -hmm. what kind of other tips do you have when it comes to like staying educated on these, um, you know, wanting to bring new techniques and wanting to bring new devices or modalities and wanting to figure out how to blend them? Um, what would kind of your devices be or like a good starting point? would you say um okay so i am a huge proponent of like obviously continuous education forever and ever and ever clinical research and like utilizing you know like skin ink well spa 360 like amazing companies that help educate on skincare and on aesthetics but doing like clinical research looking at peer-reviewed articles like looking at what the available data is and being able to read it and to understand it. All of the data is right there. And then you can make an educated, informed decision about what you should bring in, what you should include. And I think a big part of it is playing to your strengths, you know, like being able to look at yourself as a provider and what you like and what you're passionate about. And then integrating those things. I mean, if you have a passion about something, you're you're going to have an enthusiasm and a light when it comes to that topic that you might not have about something that you're not passionate about, you know, and that's the best, that's the best possible sales technique you could ever utilize. Well, definitely. And I feel like it can also help you kind of stand out for that because you're so passionate and you put so much time and effort in. I feel like it's a really hard line to walk sometimes in this industry of staying up to date on the latest and kind of sticking to what you love. Finding your thing that you love, that you put so much time, effort, and research in, and making your spa stand out for it, and kind of like filling a need that you see. I feel like that can stand out so much more than trying to just throw every technology and every modality into your spa menu in some way, shape, or form. It's so true. And I mean, aesthetics is so broad that, I mean the sky's the limit, you know, like you can specialize in so many different interesting, amazing things. And then especially with like the, in, like the integration of wellness and well-being into aesthetics, like that's a whole other frontier for us to explore as spa providers that seamless, like seamlessly integrates into skincare. When we bring it back to like integrating ancient techniques, I see people more stressed than ever now like people come in and there is just there's like a heaviness on a lot of our clientele and i think they're searching for you know something deeper like yes they want skincare but they also they really want like wellness well-being yeah you know, they, they want those things um and they want tools to achieve those things like in their lives. You know, they want wellness tools to achieve well-being. Yeah. So that, you know, that's where some of these like ancient plus modern, like that integration comes in. So just to like bring it full circle, I think that's a big, you know, that's just, that's a big reason for the change. 
Yeah, that I agree. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think it's an evolution of balance. Like, I love it. You know, you want the results physically. You want to see them, but also there's like this kind of like mental, emotional, spiritual result you need as well. Now, like, yes, and that is reflective on the skin. Okay, right. So a lot of people think about these things as like mutually exclusive things. No, but think about it. If your diet is good, if your sleep is good, if your hormones are balanced, which is all related to stress and your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system and your general adaptation response, like all of that is related. All of it, you can look at the skin and almost see into the soul because the skin is very reflective on what the body, mind, and spirit is going through. Yeah, the spa is so much more, like the spa industry is so much more technical and scientific than like I feel like anybody really knows until you're in it. That is so true. That enough was when I first started, that was like after my first like few months of being in it. I remember my she's now my editor in chief, but at the time she was my managing editor. And she asked and she goes, So what have you really learned? Like what's what is one thing you can say? And I'm like, nobody is getting giving credit for how smart everybody in this industry is. Like to understand like the ingredients and the skin physiology and now it's like the whole devices and that technical aspect and I was like and the manipulation of the skin and now it's evolved even to like the inside outside aspect of the body and like all of these things I was like I was blown away alone on just like the science of layering products and how certain like molecular structures are gonna like inhibit your ability to like and I was like this is so much more than anybody gives everyone's like you come out and you look pretty and i'm like no that's not what it is i i like it i know like it's and that's one of the things that spa providers really fight against because i hear it all the time it's like oh you must have such like a fun job and it is fun it's so fun but it's also like it's a real job yeah you know it's like it requires effort it's not just like hanging out in the treatment room like if there is like such a clinical element to it and yeah, yeah and I love it I mean it's just I love it um, okay so we are going to move into game time I love always kind of wrapping up each episode with like a fun game just to kind of round out the theme usually and stuff so this episode we're gonna play this or that but so this or that is pretty much just a game where I'm gonna send out two options and you're going to pick which one you would rather have and then just kind of explain why. So I tried to kind of keep that like Eastern versus Western style of things, but that got really tricky. So now it's just kind of like a lot of different, a lot of different okay. options of things. But so first things first, I would say the first one I've got is Eastern massage versus Western massage. And I looked into this a lot because I was very curious about it, but like good examples, I feel like that helped to understand the difference. So like massages like Shiatsu massage and Abiyanga massages, those are more Eastern style massages. And then Western massage was like deep tissue and like Swedish massage. So I would say Eastern just because I've never experienced like Abiyanga. I've never experienced like thigh massage. And so I really want to. So I would say Eastern just because I want I want the new. I want to see what, it, what it's about. Next, uh, sauna or steam room. Okay, so... I probably am like not a fan of either one of these, but if I had to pick, it would probably be a steam room and I would just imagine I was in a rainforest. Oh, that's a good one. Have you ever been in a rain room? No, I haven't, but I want to go. I would say, yeah. And I would say if you were in sauna or steam room or rain room, I would pick rain room. I think for so cool. Yeah. I like to maintain homeostasis as much as possible. So 
both of those things are a little bit much for me, but right in your room, I'm a dude in a Um, When I was, sounds like such a brag, but when I was in Iceland, I did um, their like seven step ritual that's at, oh gosh, we even wrote about the spa, but it's like one of their famous spas in Iceland. Um, and I just went, I just went for, it was like one of my husband's top destinations he's ever wanted to travel to. And I was like, oh my gosh, we wrote about this whole seven step ritual that's really like hot and cold therapy. And you sit in a sauna that like overlooks the ocean and you can stay in each spot for however long you want. So you start with a cold plunge, which I don't know why, like you go into the spa and you're like, we're going to relax. And there's, you know, wonderful. We got in the cold plunge and immediately my husband and I were like, we are going to compete for who can stay in here. It was like so unpeaceful. We were both like, "Mm, I won just so you know. And then after winning, I stayed in a little bit longer just to prove to him that I like double one. I was like, you weren't even close. I could have stayed here for so long. I don't know why we did that. And then but after that, so you start with the cold plunge, you move to the sauna and it's just like the whole back end of the sauna is just glass and it just outlooks the ocean. And it's so stunning and beautiful that like Alec and I like, again, it was like getting to a point where we're like, we are very warm in here, but I do not want to leave. It is so pretty. Uh, And then after that, you go into like a rain room and it's like a cold rain. It's like a mist room and a rain room and it's a cold rain. I was upset. That was my first experience ever in like a real rain room. And I've gotten to, I've gotten to experience like one or two other times that I've been in one now. But like, I was like, this is the coolest room I have ever been in. It sounds peaceful. It's like soft rain. It's like a cooling mist after being in the sauna, which was so hot. Right. Ever since then, I was like, I would pick a rain room every time. Every spa should have a rain room. I I agree. I agree. Okay, this is one we talked about a lot during the podcast episode. Gua sha or microcurrent? I mean, obviously, I'm going to say gua sha. Like, I, I, not that I don't, not that I don't think microcurrent is amazing. I just, I'm just, for whatever reason, there's just a block there. I don't know. Facial massage or scalp massage? This one's hard, I feel like. <laughs> like, I really, that's really hard. Um, I think it depends. But for me, I I tend to go more scalp. Like, okay, depending. Like, if it's a good facial massage, obviously, like, facial massage. But if it's a good scalp massage, like, that is so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally the compliment it's a compliment like when people okay so when people are on my treatment table and they start like snoring or moaning or like you know i get all the things like i just consider it a compliment you know, so yeah, I I don't even be scared about that. They're, just let it happen, and honestly, I think whoever's working on you, they're gonna be like, oh, thank God, I'm doing a good job. Like they're gonna be so happy. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go modality. I, I yeah. Uh, yep, but it's close. Yeah, it's close. 
You did. You made them super hard. Yeah, I would say like modalities just edge it out a little bit just because they're a little bit more holistic in nature. That's the only reason. Facial. Hands down facial. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Yep. I do this weird, like, cat kneading massage. It sounds really weird, but, like, on the shoulders. And it really... Yeah, like, it really helps, like, some of these muscles that, like, a lot of people pull. But if you push, it's, like, very nice. And then if you add hot stones, like a mushroom stone, it, yeah, very effective. Very effective. Uh, okay, so post post treatment beverage, we're going for a beverage post treatment. Okay. Champagne or tea? I like tea, but that's a personal preference. Um, a lot of people love champagne, and I think that's great too. I almost always, actually, I'm I go for the filtered, like the the flavored water, like the infused water. That is my go to. I will say, I will absolutely snap snap that up, like snatch that. Up. Yep. There's so many different kinds and they're so good and tasty. And they're so subtle. But I also will admit I'm not a tea person, but I also I also don't drink, which is probably why I'm a conundrum. Yeah, that's what I feel. I don't really drink a ton of alcohol, so that's why like that was the option, so I went tea. But spa water, yeah. I love good spa water. I thought about that after I'd like already like put these all in place and I was like, I don't even choose it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Hot tub or pool? Okay. So I'm going to hardcore say neither and go with ocean for that. Because I just have this thing about like, it's skin health. Like hot tubs aren't good for the skin. Pool's not good for the skin. Ocean. Ocean is good for the skin. <gasps> ocean. Ocean. Ocean's good for you. So... Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna say. I like that one. Um, herbal. Oh God, I'm gonna say this wrong. But herbal poultice or hot stone? I like hot stones personally. I love. So I do love hot stones, and they're so nice, especially when they're used the right way. Then they're really nice. So I like warmth. A lot of times the spas are a little cold, so it's nice to have the warm between. I agree. Like you and me just making mental notes. We're like, this is these are all the treatments I'm gonna get when we're done with this podcast episode. Right. And I'm sitting I'm literally sitting here making like a mental note in my head. I'm like, got to visit Iceland. Okay. Yeah. Visiting Iceland. Yeah. Not stones. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. So when it comes to aromatherapy, do you prefer like aromatherapy in products or aromatherapy diffused in like throughout the room? Um, so I personally prefer aromatherapy diffused just because sometimes like aromatherapy products are beneficial, but they can be like sensitizing to the skin depending on what, what's in them and what like concentration and that sort of thing. Um, so I tend to go for like aromatherapy diffused or if I don't know like what a person wants, I won't have any aromatherapy and I'll just do like tenting, like I'll pick one and like. 
and over their face. I love that. I love customize it. Yeah. Because um, some people don't like like orange, you know, they just they don't like like sweet orange or something. So I try to be mindful of people's preferences. Yeah, I know I'm a conundrum. I'm not a huge fan of like eucalyptus, like a strong. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that, like really strong, like it's eucalyptus. medicinal. Yeah, like it's, yeah, like it's, it's like for something for me, it's very like almost also like awakening in a sense. Like it really rubs me up, and like I'm like whoa. Um, I'm trying to sleep here. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my 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 dream zone. <laughs> yep. But I do know a lot of people when I've told them that they're like, excuse me, and I'm like, sorry. I no, I totally get that. I totally get that. I think a lot of people use eucalyptus. This might be wrong. Don't quote me. But I think a lot of people use it for like focus. So that makes sense. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Because I do like it. Like I have like an aromatherapy spray for like a shower spray. And I can mm-hmm. this one and I love it for that because I shower in the morning. Yeah. But so, when it like comes like in the spa, I'm always just kind of like, um, do you have like lavender or citrus or mm-hmm. something that's like a little more soft? Yeah, like soul. Uh, so spa music or nature sounds? Um, so, okay. So this is going to sound weird, but in my treatment room, I layer music. So I do like, my bass is always like ocean sounds and like rhythmic ocean sounds. And then I play spa music on top of it. I like that. Like, but it's like really subtle and soft. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's like how, so I do. So I feel like both, but I do love like rainforest music. Like I've been playing with that a little bit, but a lot of the rainforest soundtracks have like monkeys and like two cans in the background. So you have to like, yeah, all of a sudden you just get a monkey noise and you're like, sorry. Yeah. So you just, yeah, I have to like pre-listen to everything. But yeah, I think it's great, especially on like a rainy day. It's raining here. I'm like, ooh, this is good. Like rain music i will say one thing i think is not i feel like jarring is a very dramatic word to say but i have had treatments where there's no sound oh that's so weird it's so off like something about yeah it is um like not that this happens all the time but like occasionally if the music like stops or something you're just like this feels so weird like i have to like Excuse me a moment. Like, let's turn this back on because I don't know if I can function with it being completely silent. Yeah. Well, my whole fear is like, I know this sounds stupid, but I'm like, am I breathing too loud? Can this breathe it? No, no. Okay. Um, last one. I just right. asked this one because I was okay. about it. Um, because I feel like they're very similar, but I feel like people are very specific about which ones they like. Meditation pods or those like flotation deprivation tanks. Ooh, okay. Mm. I want to try the flotation. I feel like you could have a meditation experience in the flotation tank. So I'm going to go with that just because I want to try it. I haven't tried it yet. It's on my to-do list. I'm a little scared because I get claustrophobic. So I'm like, is it going to entrap me? But yeah, that's what I would say. But I hear it's like an amazing experience. So I will say I'm scared of it too. In this, for the same reason where it's like, because your ears are underwater. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how that would feel. Um, for an extended period of time. For an extended period 
period of time, I'm like, I need a tester. Can I do a tester experience? But I did learn because I was thinking about it because like some people, like my husband, who I will throw under the bus right now, are very bad at floating. And I did, I was trying to figure out, I was like, how do they make sure you like float and you don't do that like where you kind of look, you know, like a diagonal, like your feet are basically touching the bottom and your head's up. But they fill it with like so much salt that you are very buoyant. Like it just naturally. Yeah, that's what I heard that it's like, it's impossible to sink. You're just yeah. like hanging but out. I feel like that makes me feel safer where it's like, I'm yeah. very buoyant. Um, so like if I fell asleep, cause that was another fear I had. I was like, what if I, what if I just hit the snooze button? What if I'm down for the count? I take a nap. I was like, what are we going to do? But you would be very buoyant. Like, unless, yeah, you would. I mean, yeah. So I haven't tried it, but I have like my own like meditation space. So I feel like a meditation pod might be similar to that. So I would like want to try something different. Uh, well, that wraps up. We are, we, um, we've done the thing. We did it. Dang that. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I am so grateful to you. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited. So, yeah. Of course. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we, there will be a question and a poll if you're listening on Spotify. So you can tune in, check those out, check out the poll, check out the question, give us your answers, all that jazz. I just really want to hear what you guys want to hear from us, what you guys would love us to deep dive in. We've definitely been doing a lot of these episodes now and having a ton of fun. So I want to hear what you guys want from us. Uh, so make sure to just please follow, like, subscribe, do all the things. Check us out. We come out with episodes every first and third Thursday of the month. So that is our schedule. So you can stay tuned to that. But if you, again, listen on any of the streaming platforms, you can kind of hit the little bell and then it'll tell you when we launch a new episode. So please do that. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and we will chat with you next time. Hi, ST besties. <laughs>